This is a KUNV Studios original program. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hi, I'm Charles Stanton. I'm on the faculty of the Honors College of UNLV and the Boyd School of Law. Hi, I'm Gabriella Tam. I'm a fourth-year accounting student. And welcome to... Social justice. Social justice. A conversation. A conversation. Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, I'm Charles Stanton. My partner here with me is Gabriella Tam. Hello. And we're starting the third year. We're going into the third year of our program here, which is kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just wanted to uh, um, express, uh, you know... uh, Thanks to all the people who have been supportive of the program over these over these years, mm-hmm. and also to thank uh, to thank our wonderful uh, uh, crew here, uh, Dr. Ridley certainly, Jason, and our engineer par excellence, <laughs> who really has made uh, doing this pro- program a pleasure, mm-hmm. and and uh, he's been enormously helpful to us. So we want to give him. Full credit uh, for for the sound that comes out of our ear, out of our mouths, and into your ears. Yep. Um, we wanted to start. We wanted to start the program today. Um, we've been away for a while. Um, just talking a little bit about what happened here on the eighth of uh, the eighth, uh, the the sixth of December. Yeah. Uh, regarding the shooting here, and uh, of course it was. Uh, I think for all of us, a very traumatic an, uh, event, yeah, uh, and one that uh, will always be, I, I suppose, part of our university. And uh, you know, obviously, we all have uh, great support and uh, uh, feelings of great uh, sadness, and also feelings to be totally supportive of the families of the people who were who were killed mm-hmm. and also and also of uh, of students and faculty uh, here as well uh trying to deal with the situation um i think that one of the results of this uh uh, uh catastrophic act is that uh i think it's made us more aware of the preciousness of life, basically. Yeah. You know that you know every day that you you get up uh, is a good day, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, you know, we we think that you know in life that uh, we're deprived of cer- certain things, but um, as long as you're alive and and and, and able to do uh, things that are positive and constructive, um, you're, you're 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 you've been given a, a great gift and a great blessing. I'll turn it over to Gabriella, because I'm sure she has some very interesting insights as well on this. Um, yeah, I like that day. I just remember like it was weird because I was getting ready to come here to do the to to film the podcast and obviously see the professor and take um, like one of my last classes with him. And I just get like this text message like there's an active shooter on campus, and I was like, oh, like. Maybe it's like a like a drill because like usually we'll get those messages all the time like the students, and it's be it'll be like ah it's just like a drill like we'll just like make sure the texts are working, mm-hmm. but no it was like serious and then it was revealed that it was at B H and like I like I have 
like friends there. I've like my family is there, and I I just like started freaking out, and I started texting like everyone I know, like, "Are you okay? Like, where are you? Like, are you home safe?" And I was getting the same. Like, I was being not spam, but I was getting like a ton of messages, like even from like my coworkers. Who aren't even in the same state as me? They're like, "Are you okay?" Like, I know, like I heard that there, there, there's a shooting like at your campus. I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I'm home." And then the second thing I did, I, I called you. I yes. was like, yes, "I was did. like, are you on campus? Like, you're you're are you home?" And you were like, "No, like I'm literally like about to like leave right now." I was like, "Like, don't go. Like, mm, yeah. there's like an active shooter on campus and yeah. stuff." It's just like, it's just so scary because there. Were, my friends were who were there were like we're like sheltering in place and mm. you can hear the shots you can and it's like so it's so scary yeah. and it was just yeah very traumatic day for traumatic. for all of us for certainly, the yeah. campus yeah yeah well certainly you know um the fact that the, everything was locked down for so many hours uh-huh. and nobody could go anywhere yeah and not and, and not really being able to know exactly the the magnitude of the of the, the act and whether there were other people involved in it and the whole thing uh-huh um i was fortunate enough to basically get in touch with um almost everybody in the class yeah out of the i guess it was 18 or 19 people i probably got in touch either by uh text or by uh phone with i would say like 16 mm-hmm. and then later that day with the other couple of people that I hadn't um, I hadn't talked to um, so the question as is, is uh, there's a few things that um, stand out to me mm-hmm. obviously uh, you know the security uh, concerns of, of, of all of us uh, I think are being worked on to be addressed uh, I, I think in a very aggressive manner yeah. Um, which is good. Yeah, I, I you know, uh, I started my first class uh, at the law school, and it was it was it was secure. Uh, we had uh, a number of uh, very fine uh, uh, police officers uh, in there in various parts of of the of the building, uh, mm-hmm. uh, who were you know you know keeping on top of everything. Um, so so that's one thing that I found uh, very gratifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like it should have been kind of in place earlier because there are, you know, kids on campus right. and we are an open campus. But I mean, at least at least we're getting it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least we're getting it now. Um, I think um, despite the the catastrophe of what happened, mm-hmm. uh I don't think I'm saying anything extraordinary when I say that without the very fine uh, reaction and, 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 and actions of the of security around here. Because yep. uh, it was quick. Yeah, it was very quick. Yeah, saved probably an innumerable number of lives. Yeah. And people who could have, who could have been harmed. Um, one of the things that struck me in, in this whole situation uh is the familiarity of it mm. that that as a society um, it has become a regular commonplace event and this is what I find profoundly disturbing I don't say that I don't say that 
people don't don't feel sorry for what happened or or that they're they don't feel badly for the people who were killed or badly for the families or any of that. But what I do think and I'm very troubled by is how these repetitive acts are met with almost like a programmed response. Yeah, exa- exactly. You know, it's like like I understand I understand where the program response is coming from because it happens so mm-hmm. much and that's what makes it so sad. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was another like school shooting like not af- like sometime after hours and mm-hmm. it's just like why aren't these people tired of hearing this? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well that's that's the question. That's the national question though. The national question is when will our country, through its representatives, address the fact that of all the nations in the in the civilized world, mm-hmm. that we are the leader of the pack in this monster statistic of innocent people being killed repetitively, yeah, and nothing is done about it. And I I, I think and I hope that one of the things that may come out of this uh, tragedy is the actions of, of faculty and students, not, not just in our university. But everywhere. But everywhere. Mm-hmm. To, to really start speaking out more aggressively and acting more, uh, uh, acting more in, with more earnest about setting up a system of reasonable and proper regulations of guns. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the statistics in our world and you go through the major nations, we are an outlier. Yeah. We have so many more killings of this kind by multiples than any other country on earth. So we have to look at, we have to look at what's the reason for that and what's the cause of that and why why nothing is done about it. Now, I believe that the vast majority of people in this country would support legitimate gun safety, gun controls. Yeah. But there's the, the Congress has no uh, seemingly inclination to move ahead on this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the NRA. Yep. And these businesses. Yeah. Well, I was talking in, in, in the first class of the of the law school. I was talking with the students about how our Congress is not the Congress of the people. The it's con- not. They, they they don't represent us. I mean, if you look at the major uh, uh, issues of our time. Uh, whether it be abortion rights, whether it be voting rights, whether it be uh, gun gun safety legislation, uh, none of these none of these uh, uh, issues uh, seem to be addressed. So you have on, in our country then um, basically a small group of people, uh, of course, of course, uh, uh, supported by. Uh, our court system that's run amok, basically. Yep. Uh, that you that basically this 
right of the Second Amendment is as un, an unlimited right, and that a weapon whose only purpose is to kill as many people as possible in as short a time as possible is a God-given inalienable right, which is insane. Like, I understand, like, we've talked about this before, like, I understand, like, like was it, like, pistols and stuff, like, for, for home safety use? Mm-hmm. What, what is the reason for the automatic rifle in your, in your closet? Yeah. You're gonna, you gotta get, like, every piece of their body or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't it just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that you, what you're saying is, 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 of course, true, because if you look at gun safety and the use of a gun, the, the Constitution says that you have the right to bear arms. Yeah. Now, of course, when the Constitution was written, ye old, many days, many years, yeah. many eons ago, it was it was written in a, in a completely different continuity and a different era. Because exactly, like it's know, like you have to think of the context of what was written. Yeah, for. of course. And 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 it was that in that day. When they when they were fighting the the the, the imperial rule of Britain and and, and mm-hmm. King George, it was to to summon a militia mm-hmm. to be able to uh, uh, try to effectively fight uh, a British army and of course the British Navy, who were one of the great military powers at that time. Yeah, and of course of course also the fact that because of the way people lived in those days. We didn't have supermarkets. We didn't have all those things that people would need. Would need rifles. Would need things to to to, to find to hunt for game to hunt for food. Mm-hmm. So all that's all that's uh, you know uh, 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 acceptable. But as you say, the gun today that they're allowing people to get has no purpose. And it's also so different from the guns that they were using before. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, I... yeah, yeah. And then and then the and then on top of that is the ammunition. The ammunition that they have uh-huh. is ammunition, most ammunition, most ammunition. Like if you remember the um the, you know the situation with in 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 the Alec Baldwin situation oh yeah yeah he, okay well all right well he, he fired the bullet the bullet went through the the the, the, the woman who was the, the cinematographer mm-hmm. and then hit i guess hit the director okay well that's the way most of the ammunition is designed but this ammunition is designed to basically not just kill as many people in as short a time as possible but also to basically explode inside the person that's been shot and cause all kinds of like ruptures ruptures and terrible things that happen you know mm-hmm. so so again again what would be the justification for it i think that the i think that the if you want to call it the progressive movement or the liberal movement or whatever you want to call it gun safety movement i think has has been ineffective in its in its lobbying to get gun regulation, yeah, I think everything there was a there was a man I used to who was a mentor to me, and he believed in the kiss theory, and the kiss theory basically is keep it simple, stupid, <laughs> don't over like don't overwhelm people with nine million ideas, yeah, get to like very basic ideas. And the most basic idea that you could talk about is this, 
that the right to bear arms guaranteed in the Constitution is not the right to bear any arm. Mm. And I think that's what's been missed. Yeah. And and what they need to do basically is bring forth before the Congress the evidence of all of these killings and the people who have been killed and all the rest of these things and compare that and compare that to the people who have used their gun to protect their home or family or stuff like that yeah. and show the disparity. To show the disparity and you say to yourself, well, that wasn't what the founders intended. You know, they're always talking about, you know, and when, when the Supreme Court makes these decisions and, you know, they're, 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 they're textualists. They're people who, mm-hmm. they go by what the written word is. That's, you know. Yeah, they're like actually, the founders wanted this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or at least, they, or at least they say they do. Yeah. Now, whether they actually believe that or not, I don't know. Obviously, the document was written many hundred years ago, but yeah. they're supposedly they're supposedly following the the strict the strict writing. Mm-hmm. But if you analyze the writing, you must also analyze. The context. The context and the people who wrote it. So you had all these people, Jefferson and, 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 and John Adams and, and uh, you know, of course, Ben Franklin and all the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. It is inconceivable to me that those men would, would have been, you know, allowing or enabling people to walk around with these lethal weapons. Yeah. It's, 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 it's completely incomprehensible. And... You know that's why that's why I think they need to be more uh, 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 resolute in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think, and I and I've said this before, and and you know it is, I think true. I think one of the problems that has happened with the progressive movement in this country, and why it's been ineffective in in many ways, is that the movement is splintered. So in other words, you have all these different issues involving people uh, of color, uh, people of, 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 of people from the LGBT community, people from uh, you know the Hispanic community, the yeah. Asian community. But the ideal way to go would be to have a unification yeah. between all those different groups of people. Be, not just not just because you'd, be, you'd you'd get more people um, to 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 learn about your cause mm-hmm. because we're 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 very insular in this country in many ways, and by that I mean to say even with social media and and you know all the you know different ways of communicating yeah um, we're very in a sense provincial like we we each have our issues yeah and we feel like. Our issue is the most important issue. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So what needs to be done really is that there needs to be unification. Why? Because unification would lead to voting power. Uh So even though there might be differences vis-a-vis, you know, what particular issue um, these people espoused, ultimately all those issues would coalesce around justice. Yeah. We Social all have justice. the same enemy. Exactly. We all have the same enemy. And and I think um, there was I think it was a a guy who was a cartoonist who said the enemy is us. 
because <laughs> because because of our own inertia. Yeah. Like for example, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, the Texas school shooting. Uh huh. Okay. Texas school shooting was in May of twenty two. We're in January of twenty four. We still don't have a report on it. How is that? How is that? Why is that? Well, because because the people in, in the government um, have disdain for the people they're supposed to, to serve. See, that's one of the things I think that the conservative, uh, the conservative voting bloc and the people who support uh, what they think is conservatism mm-hmm. are, are, are misguided on. Yeah. The idea, the idea that these people who are, you know, aspiring to be president again and this whole thing, yeah. they're very deluded in thinking that, that this gentleman and the people who are working for him are for the white middle class or any of that stuff. That's totally ludicrous. Yeah. They, they're not for those people at all. They're using those people. They're using those people to get themselves into a position of power. But to actually do something for people, they're not into that. If you look back, the, the major stride that was made over the last 10, 15 years was Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Obamacare was not a program that was espoused by the Republican Party. It was a program espoused by the Democratic Party. What was the major what was the major policy initiative of, of the last 10 15 years from the Republican Party? It was the tax cut. Yeah. But the tax cut, the tax cut didn't benefit the white middle class or the black middle class or the poor or what have you. It benefited a very small segment of people. Mm-hmm. The donor class of people that put the Republicans in power to pass that tax cut. So when you see these people go out there and they're talking about, you know, make America great again and all the rest of that stuff, that has nothing to do with you. Yeah, it's not make America great again for you. It That's is right. for the it is for the point zero 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 one percent. That's exactly right. Like Yeah. And then and what they've done very cleverly is they've played these people off against one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have you have this division in the country. And, you know, people don't want to talk to one another and all the rest of the stuff. But if they return to what we had from 16 to 20, they're not going to get anything out of it. You know, they can say, well, you know, the election is, is legitimate because, uh, because uh, he won now or, or what have you. Uh-huh. But, okay, so he won. What is he going to do for you? Yeah, exactly. He's not going to do anything for you. He's not going to do anything. All the majors, I say this, I say this, you know, unequivocally. All the major social programs in this country were programs that were created and passed into law by the Democratic Party. That so do you? So you have you have um, the whole New Deal Uh with Franklin Roosevelt. You have the Voting Rights Act and the Great Society with Lyndon Johnson. You have, you know, the, the Obamacare, you know, aid to dependent children. And that's another crazy thing, you know, and, and it really struck me. There was a story, I guess it was yesterday, a couple of days ago in the paper, 
about how a lot of the states now are going to cut back on the food programs for the children. There's like 13 or 14 states. And now the government, the government has to try to make up the deficit of those food programs. Wait a minute. You mean this is it okay? Just making a guess. Making it's, making a guess. Is it the same states that are banning abortions? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Like yeah, yeah, same oh, states. save the kids, but also don't give them food when they come out of <laughs> the womb. Yeah, no, it's well, it's the, the SNAP program and you know, they talk about the thing that gets you too about it is like there's a guy by the name of Tim Alberta. Tim Alberta has just come out with a really fascinating book about the evangelical movement, mm. and and he was he was he he's he's a, a Christian, but he was talking about how the evangelical movement has, in a sense, abandoned what its beginning of its essence was was you no know, belief in God and all the rest of these things. Yep, I I agree. You know, and now and now you know going into this and in, going into the politics that you know. As their as their main thing, but if you look at if you look at all these states throughout the country, what would be more unchristian like than to deprive a little child of food? Exactly. I mean, isn't that crazy? It's, I mean, that's pretty basic, right? You <laughs> they're like, give them something to eat, right? You they're know? like, everyone has to be Christian, but don't give these kids food. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what? It doesn't. It just doesn't make. That to me, like, it will never make sense. Like, how can you call yourself a Christian, yeah. but you're doing all these things that are, yeah. like, very unchristian, like, yeah. very, like, not what, like, God told us to do. Yeah. And it was interesting, too, is, like, you know, when you see, like, um, uh, the commercials that they do, um, like, for Shriners Hospital, of course, and, yeah, and St. Jude uh, Hospital, and, of course, you know, Jeff Bridges is very much involved in you know uh, this food program for, for for kids, yeah, and he had never he had never done any uh, ads before, but this is the first thing that he's done, and 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 I'm all for that. I'm all for I'm all for you know doing those things because I think they need to be done. Yeah, but it raises the question though. It raises the question. We we have we have spent so much money and so much time on trying to restrict the rights of a woman to have autonomy over our body but we can't spend any money for as you said the children that are born yeah so there's something like really haywire there there's something disturbed like what what do you want us to do what do you want us as u.s citizens to do like you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like you take away our our right to have an abortion yeah. so we have to have these kids but you can't give us yeah. supplies to feed these kids yeah 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 it's 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 very very troubling and i think i think you know the decisions of the supreme court are, are extraordinarily troubling yeah and i say troubling i say troubling not in the not in the sense that you know you know people are people are appointed to the court because mm -hmm. of their political views. Yeah. Nobody gets there who's just, you know, a person who's an idealist. Yeah. They all have their they all have their uh um uh priority and, and they all have their uh, you know agenda to achieve. Mm -hmm. I understand all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's troubling is their lack of ethics regarding, you know, voting on cases mm 
mm-hmm. where they are compromised because they have involvement with people who gave them money or trips or gifts or whatever it is. Yeah. And these are the people who are supposed to be deciding what is right and what is wrong as the final arbiter of justice in this country. And it's a joke. It is a joke. I mean, it's, you know, when you when you just you know see these people and, and the guys flying around the world, he's getting all this money. They're they're paying for his RV and something like that, and you know, all these people should be recused from these cases, mm-hmm. especially especially the you know the criminal cases coming up. They should not sit on that. <sighs> but but the problem is that there's no one to, there's no one to answer to. Yeah. And when you have when you have that kind of power. I think it was Carlyle who said it. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yep. And and that's what and that's what we're dealing with. But uh, we hope that you know through these broadcasts uh, to, to try to make people aware that you know um, all is not as as it seems. Mm-hmm. That you know you know you can hear slogans or what have you or television commercials or political commercials, but the question is the bottom line: what actually will these people? What do, do they want? What, what they will do for you. Yeah. Exa- exactly right. But it's it's been, uh, as always, a pleasure to be uh, to be here with Gabriella. Yay. And uh, we hope that you've enjoyed our program. And um, we look forward to uh, speaking to you next week. And uh, everybody be safe. Thanks for listening. Good night. Thank you for listening to our show. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us at TAMG1. That is T-A-M. G1 at unlv.nevada.edu or to contact Professor Charles Stanton at charles.stanton at unlv.edu See you you next time. time!